You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. Well, it is me, Michael Pincus from MichaelPincusWineReview.com. And, uh, well, I usually am on my own in the studio, but I seem to be a little more distant from my co-host this week because, Andre... I am in beautiful, sunny Saskatchewan. Well, we're beautiful, sunny Ontario these days, but I don't think we've seen (laughs) rain for forever. But, yes, that is where Andre is. He's in Saskatchewan. And you were just regaling me with some stories of Saskatchewan. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm out here visiting my family and I'm about to kick off a tour of Kelowna and Oregon, but I, I don't know if a lot of people know, but I was raised in Regina and uh, just spending some time with my nephews, but I've had a chance to... You did to, say Regina. Yes, in Regina, the city that rhymes with fun. Yes. Uh, but I mean, I was just telling you before we hit record, I've had a chance to eat at a few restaurants um, and... It, I guess just coming from Toronto, it still shocks me when I can go to an area and see the strong support for the local beverage industry. Now, obviously, we don't have a lot of wineries in Ontario. There's, or sorry, a lot of wineries in Saskatchewan. But, uh, I mean, there's one called Living Sky. They make fruit wine. They make an excellent rhubarb wine. I've seen it on a few wine lists. And craft breweries are popping up like weeds, as, as are craft distillers. But the support from the local restaurants in this city uh, are amazing. And I get Regina's a lot smaller than Toronto, but I think restaurants in Toronto really need to take a page out of the books of the restaurants here out west. Yeah, you. Uh, I know that's a bee in your bonnet, and uh, I suspect we'll connect with that uh, topic later on in a podcast um, about how Toronto does not, I guess, love its local scene. Well, the more I travel, whether it's in this country or another country, and see the strong support for for local industry, local agriculture, and I mean, let's face it, for the most part, these beverage producers are agriculture, especially out here with the beer producers. Craft beer is legit craft beer made with legit local, local ingredients, not that things in Ontario aren't. But, I mean, the restaurants in Toronto need to be put on notice, and cons- consumers, we need to speak up. And I mean, as I said, like the craft, the craft spirits out here are fine. I mean, they're not the best that I've had, but the fact that they're still being supported by local is a big deal. You're not going to get an argument from me on this one, but uh, we do have a different topic for we the do. Day. And uh, speaking of local, there is, in my opinion, anyway, one place in Ontario that I think is doing local right. And I just came back from there about a week ago, and you were there a few weeks ago. I'm talking none other than Prince Edward County. Prince Edward County? I've told so many people in Regina about Prince Edward County, and that's long before I knew that we were going to be talking about it in a podcast today. I I think that they've got their local wine and local food scene down really well. They are all about, you know, the restaurants love their their local wines. The chefs love their local wines. the, The wineries love their local foods. And one of the things that I noticed while I was there this time, more than any other, was that every winery seems to have some kind of food. Yes. Either it's a restaurant, or it's a food truck, or it's a guy making crepes outside, or it's... uh, uh, Making cheese. Making making tacos, making cheese. cheese. Exactly. So uh, I'm I'm just shocked, but happily so at the amount of food and wine that you can get at one place. 
Yeah, I've I've actually the best way I've described it to people is that like Prince Edward County is just simmering, and I mean if you really like that homey feel, because as much as I love Niagara on the Lake, like the the town of Niagara on the Lake, it does feel really commercial when you walk into the little boutique shops and you find out that it's a chain that has a million locations. These chains don't exist in in Prince Edward County. It is all the local farmers, the local restaurants, the local people kicking it into high gear. I also love the, the roadside stands. We get that here in Niagara because that's where I am. But I really love these. The, I love local uh, bakeries, roadside stands, things like that. And um, I was so happy to find it was pea pod season. I love green peas. I love shocking Oh, me peas. too. And so I bought like bags and bags and ate them. It started to look like a green pea at the end, of course. <laughs> well, the thing that was amazing, when we drove through in the spring, it was still like high rhubarb season. I drove by this stand, and it was on the honor system. I oh, couldn't yes. believe that. Like buckets and buckets of rhubarb, and it's just like four bucks a bunch. Please just leave it in the bucket. So not only are they leaving the rhubarb on the honor system, but also the little float and the, the cash. And yeah. it's just like, this is this is God's country. I, I went to a, 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 a basically a farm that had eggs on the same system. You'd walk through their door. There was a fridge there. It smelled like manure like you wouldn't believe. But, I mean, you walked through. There was, you know, eggs, $3. You know, please bring back the crate. <laughs> it was amazing. Loved it. Amazing. Uh, you'll also be interested to know, somebody told me, I, I, I didn't have a, a chance to check this, so uh, anybody listening, if they want to fact check me on this one, I'm fine with it. Um, somebody said there's 15 new licenses being applied for in Prince Edward County for wineries. Well, they do seem like they're popping up like weeds. Like, I, I think, like, the last new newest one that I checked out was Broken Stone, and that was a couple of years ago even. But it's just like every time I drive through there, it seems like there's a new sign popping up. Um, and, and it's really amazing to see because, I mean, you do have a few big wineries, and it's good that they have the roots planted and anchor planted, you know, with Casadea and Huff, like these beautiful big estates with, you know, fancy restaurants attached to them. But it's a lot of just small-time farmers doing small-time winemaking. Yeah, the one, I, the one I missed because I, I never seemed to pass him when he was open was Gravel Hill. New one, uh, never heard of it. Never heard of it either. Nope, brand spanking new. Hmm. So you, you, you want to talk about some of the wineries in general or, or, or in, in specific terms or anything that uh, you were totally thrilled by that you think, you know, people have to, if you're going to go to the county, you got to check it out. Um, actually, it's just that one little street in the south of, of uh, the county that I hadn't had a chance to visit before. And I've been down to the county probably a half dozen times. And it's uh, Light Hall Road, where you have Light Hall and Exalted kind of at opposite ends of one row. Yeah. And, I mean, they're both producing wine on a very small scale. So chances are if you make it there in May, the portfolio that you're looking at in August will be a little different because things will be sold out and there's not a lot of new stuff coming out but uh i went to exalted to taste the uh the blessed the uh gold medal winner at the, yes and I, it's just i wasn't on the panel for the uh, ontario wine awards and i just i had to taste this wine and they were gracious enough to open a bottle for me but that's actually not the reason why i'm excited ab about my stop there they're actually making uh an apple cider and it uh, I mean, it comes out of, it's born out of necessity with the, uh, the, the late frost they had, was it last year or the year before? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it essentially decimated what fruit they would have gotten from the vineyards. The, the vines are still in, uh, in good shape, but they got very little fruit. 
So, I mean, even the future of the Blessed, they might maybe short a vintage or two before they're back on track. But, I mean, the holes in the portfolio are, are, are filled quite well. They have a, a rosé at Exalted that um, it tastes like it spent a little bit of time in barrel. So you just get this creaminess on top of the light red fruit you get from a rosé that you would expect. It is a little bit expensive, uh, I will say that. But, I mean, it's the sort of winery you go to, and it's just hard not to get sucked in by the, the people who are making the wine there. Um, it's just so much passion that goes into the winemaking at Exalted. Well, as, as my wife always says, I always expect to spend a little bit more in the county for yes. their wines. And that's because of what, if you know what they go through to make wine, you go, okay, I'm willing to spend the extra 5 10 $15 on a bottle because they, they go through so much to make it. Well, and I find that for the winemakers there in general, obviously, uh, I mean, there's a learning curve for some of the, the newer places and it takes time to get established, but they have to push the bar higher. The wines have to be at a higher quality to convince people to spend the money. I believe that's true, too. And so you talked about Exaltet, which is one end, and uh, the other one is Lighthall, which I think is doing a fabulous job. We went there and uh, tried his culmination, which is his first ever traditional method uh, sparkling, all Chardonnay, unbelievable, okay. so good. Here's my technical tasting note for that. That wine is the bomb. That's very technical. I mean, I brought a bottle out here for my family, and like we're just sitting outside. It's uh, been hot, not as hot as in, in Toronto, but we just sat on the patio. We didn't do anything fancy with it. it was middle of the afternoon, just like these hints of vanilla over all these like great big apple flavors and lime and so like, i'm gonna ask when did you do that saturday the weekend yes yeah it was uh saturday that's funny because I, I you and i were probably drinking the same wine at about the same time because i poured it for my mother on saturday on that saturday and she was like i'm not a huge sparkling wine fan but this one i really like so well, that's it's a ringing it's endorsement not, from mom my dad is a, is a chardonnay hunter so i've brought a lot of my favorite chardonnay out here and that was just, it was just a wine that when I tasted it at the winery earlier or in the, in the spring, it was just so special. Like, I, I got to take this out west with me. Yeah. I, I, I got to share this with the family. And you were talking about cider, and that seems to be a big thing going on right now. Of course, the old third started that, uh, that little trend. They did a traditional method uh, cider. Uh, of course, they make uh, some great Pinot, and they make some uh, really good Cab Franc. I'm sure and they're really, really creative with what they're doing with some of the other wines, too. Like, they have the... Uh, uh, the the white, is it Pinot or Franc that they make? They make uh, Pinot and Franc. That was the only ones that they had there. Somebody said they made a white Franc also. Yes, I, I know they did at one point. But I don't I don't know if they're doing it anymore. He didn't show me that. But it looked like they just had the three. And as you said, it's all limited quantities of stuff. But their cider is is so delicious. It's it's and it's traditional method. And he took me down into the cellar and showed me you know the riddling racks and you know how. You know, they only disgorge 500 bottles, and it's just, it's all so small, and it's just, you're like, wow, you guys are really, you know, making work for yourselves, but, you know, it shows in the bottle. Well, and, and it is amazing that the old third were making cider, uh, I guess, at the stage that they were, because, I mean, um, for a lot of the other places making cider right now, it almost feels like it's born out of necessity, because for a lot of wineries, it's just talking about the supply because of the short crop, the wineries that focus on making wine with Prince Edward County fruit. I mean, it really does show you that, okay, we have this wine region that buries their vines in the winter. So fine. The cold winter didn't nail them as hard as Niagara did over the, as it hit Niagara over the past couple of years. 
but I mean, there's other factors at play here. The other, the other one that's that's starting up with cider that that I saw was Hinterland. Yes, uh, you know Ontario's first sparkling wine, all sparkling wine. But now he's into beer. He's got a, a, a I don't know if you went to the beer garden where they're doing excellent food. We mentioned the food part, obviously yep. sparkling wine, and now um, they're talking about doing a table wine. Just one uh, a year, you know, something red, something white, something to just kind of fill out the portfolio. Uh, and I, I really think Jonas over at Hinterland has, has got it going on. Uh, they're absolutely killing it there. Um, I and mean, the beer is good, po- too. You know, if you want beer, that's that really is, you know, great. And if you do want beer, it's almost call ahead or check social media ahead because I went there two weeks apart. I've been there twice in the spring. And their beer is selling out faster than they can make it. Yeah, and that's something uh, that's, you know, you can make beer every six weeks, and, and they're still selling out. We also, speaking of beer, we went to the, the original brewery in uh, Prince Edward County, went to Barley Days, and that was that's a lot of fun, too. Yeah, the beer good there? Yeah, I was very happy with it, actually. They did a cherry porter, which was quite nice. They did one, now this is just weird, but they put uh, raw oysters into the, I think it's into the mash or whatever it is. Like with shell and all, okay, and it's it's a okay. it's an oyster stout. I'm telling you, I was thinking there's no way I'm going to like this. I love oysters, but I can't imagine it in my beer. And it was it was it was really good. Brought two bottles of that home. Interesting. Yeah, really good. Did it add minerality to the the stout? It added a little bit of a saltiness, a kind of a brininess. Okay. Uh, because obviously you're boiling the, the the mash or whatever. I'm not a beer. I don't claim to know how they make beer. I just know it's made and it's good. Um, but I guess the oysters, yeah, as you would with mussels, would open up. Instead of having to shuck them, they would open. And then they would release whatever's inside. So it's... And then they send it all to farmers and stuff for feed and whatever's left. So, lucky pigs. So, which other wineries did you have a chance to? I did Rose Hall, um, and and their ceremony again. Another traditional method sparkling is it's really popping up all, all over the county. The traditional method sparkling, their ceremony is as you say, da bomb, and of course I got to give a shout out to that thirteen Chardonnay that they won at the Chardonnay du Monde, which is <laughs> that J- the JCR. Oh yeah. Oh my God! Silver medal at so the Chardonnay du Monde from Prince Edward County. In Ontario, who would have thought? It's just one of those wines that when you when you taste them, and I still have a hard time wrapping my head around it. Where it's just so much flavor and concentration, but at the same time, it just finishes so soft and delicate. So it's like, you know, you, you get you get hints of these really, like you want your brain to think this is a really big wine that's just going to take over your whole mouth and you know aftertaste for for weeks. But it's just like. It just it goes it goes in big and leaves soft. And yeah. I just wish I could drink that every day. It's a it's a delicious Chardonnay, and I know you're going to make fun of me for the Chardonnay thing, but I'm telling you, when you're in the county, you really have you know a couple of choices for white. It's Pinot Gris or Chardonnay, and in that choice, I'll take the Chardonnay. Well, and I mean, I don't even need to tease you this week. You had enough pictures on social media of yeah. you drinking Norm's Chardonnay, so yeah. I mean, you make it a pretty. You make yourself a pretty easy target this week. Uh, yeah, I do. And you're in the <laughs> county, as I said. You're you're really kind of in that uh, in that vein. Uh, you know where you asked me where else I went? I, uh, Kinte. And, yes. Um, I I think people forget about Kinte. I really do. 
And, and I think the reason they do is, I always say that you have about three years from the time that you hit any kind of wine map to make a name for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you agree with that, but you know, you're new for three years, and then everybody, you know, sooner or later will get a new wine map, and then they go, hey, look at all the new wineries, and then they forget about who else they've seen before. Yes. And I, I think the problem with Kinte right from the get-go, they came out of the gate with really high-priced wine. So I think they gave themselves that name of, you know, they're overpriced. I think people should go back and take a look at them. I think their wine pricing has come down. $25 for a bottle of Chardonnay is not a bad price. Not yes. in the county. Uh, and they make stuff um, stuff from, from county fruit. The Portage Chardonnay, was I thought, was really good. And then they had a Frost Road Chardonnay that they brought in from Niagara. And I thought, okay, the Niagara one's going to be like 30 40 bucks, 25 also. No, I actually even appreciate the, the fact that they can do the two side by side. It really, I mean, if you're, if you're new to wine, you're getting into wine, and you just want to see, like, not all Ontario wine is the same. Obviously, there are characteristics you're going to be looking for. Chardonnay does have a, a certain sameness to it, but it is interesting to see how it tastes. Uh, different coming from Niagara and coming from the county yep. side by side. Yeah, I, I'm starting to find that the uh, county Chardonnay has a certain defined characteristic that I'm still go- I'm going, well, that tastes like county. And then people say, so what does that mean? And you're like, oh, I'm still trying to define what I'm getting from county Chardonnay. It, there's something else that, that that's there. Um, speaking of, uh, of Pinot Gris, did you make it to Lacey Estates? I did not. She invited me, and alas, I ran out of time. I had two days left, and I, uh, they were both jam-packed. It's too bad, because they have a, a Pinot Gris that's pink. It's, it's like oh, I love, I love pink. those pink Pinot Gris. If any Pinot Gris I like, they got to have some color. It's, it's just like, uh, I was assured that it wasn't a rosé. They just had some red berries in the clusters, which is pretty typical of Pinot Gris, that mutating bastard of a grape. It's a but, Pinot, it's part of the Pinot family, so why wouldn't it be? <laughs> uh, and it's just awesome. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to going out at the end of the summer and hopefully picking up another bottle to uh, enjoy with some turkey. Really? All right. uh, I went to a little-known place before I before I talked to you about the well-known place. I'm sure we've avoided it for the moment, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you haven't been. Terracello. Have you ever been to Terracello? No, but I did see all the pictures that you posted. Uh, did you post them on Twitter? I did. I posted them on Twitter. I posted them on Facebook. This guy at, is... Sorry, hang on. At the Grape Guy? At the Grape Guy, yes. At the Continue. Grape Guy for Twitter. And you are at Andre Wine Review, but yeah, at but the Grape Guy. Yeah, but I don't have pictures of, of the food at, at Terracello and the pictures. Like, you were going gaga for this place. I need to give the shout-out for at the Grape Guy so they can scroll up and take a look at what you were eating and drinking in the county. Also on Instagram at the Grape Guy also. Uh, if you're on either road. But I'm telling you, Terracello, um, his wines are good. He's an old-school Italian, so he's making, you know, he's playing around with some wines uh, that are really interesting. Um, you know, he's got the Riesling, he's got a little bit of Chardonnay, but, I mean, it's, his wines are interesting, and he's getting there, but his pizza oven is just, again, coming back to your word, the bomb. You've got to go for the pizza the atmosphere, it's like you're sitting in Tuscany, enjoying just this, this, this great atmosphere, this great wine, this great food. It's just such 
a wonderful achievement that he's that he's done there, and it's all by word of mouth. He's not on the map, and they're about a kilometer or two from Huff. Same road, kilometer or two from Huff. Check it out. I will do that. Please do. Now, now the place that we've we've pushed off talking about. We have pers- pushed off talking about it, and I and I think you know um, people all everybody knows Norm. Yes, no- Norm Hardy is, you know. For lack of a better term to use, he's like the heartbeat of Prince Edward County. Everybody knows Norm. Everybody wants to go to Norm's. Everybody, you know, and, and, and you know, he does a lot of promotion for the Ontario wine industry. I think he's a fantastic guy and a fantastic spokesperson. But when we were there, I remember years ago when he started that pizza oven, it was like the place to go. Well, and now yes. it's become that trendy place to go. And I think it's lost a little bit of that charm that used to be Norm Hardy's Pizza Oven. I, I would agree that when you get there, it, it was it was popular. It's always been popular, but now it's jam-packed. It's, yeah. You go, you get on the list, and it, you could be waiting there for 45 minutes before you get a table. It is definitely the place to be it, in the county right now it is it is like a cult but more to that you know it's here's here's the thing when we were there on a sunday morning we got there bright and early so we had to wait for nothing we tasted the wines norm was not there yet uh so we tasted the wines uh, you know there's still great chardonnay still great peanut he's making great wines i know you don't you're not a big fan of the cult care but no, i'm, I'm not. <laughs> really starting to enjoy that wine and over the, I didn't get it the first year he made it. I was like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan. But you know, I, think... I, I taste, I taste with with an open mind. I like his riesling. Yep. I love the rosé. Oh yeah. The calcare has not started growing on me yet. But, but I, think, uh, uh, I mean, I, I just tasted the 2014 County Pinot, and as soon as I found out you were there, you know, I, I text messaged you because that wine is pretty epic. Yeah, uh, but that calcare has got to grow on you. I think you have to taste it a few years in a row, and then you go, okay, okay I think I'm starting to get this wine. It's just such a, an interesting, because it's, it's much more mineral-focused than it is uh, fruit-focused. You've got to like that just total seam of minerality over fruit. <laughs> so and maybe we'll see, we'll see next. Next year will be the year that I fall in love with calcare. Yeah, and then you'll be like, where, where was I? I'm like, you're just a couple years behind. Don't worry. But... At one point, we were having um, lunch, and you know you become like almost like a commune when there's one guy who's getting paid to flirt with the chicks. And we were there probably 45 minutes, and this is all that guy did. He was just flirting with chicks. Yeah, on a, hmm. on a rock. Like, he was sitting on a rock, definitely worked there because one of the guys said, oh, yeah, that, that seems to be his job lately. But that's what he was doing. And it's, hmm. just, it's just the weirdest thing to witness, this kind of bohemian thing. And I guess this is, you know, Napa in in the 60s and 70s, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I wasn't there in the 60s and 70s in Napa, but maybe that, you know, you've seen uh, Bottle Shock and you've seen um, uh, Shadow Montalena and you've seen uh, Bo Barrett. And, and the, the, the actor they had him playing him, which I believe was Chris Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Chris Pine? Okay. Yeah. So they had uh, Chris Pine playing him with that long hair and, like, he, you know, don't care attitude. But uh, I'm starting to, you know, get that vibe over at, uh, at Norm Hardy's. 
Uh, yeah, I, you know, the, the food, here's the thing, it's just like, the, the food is so good there, it almost feels like uh, we're at a crossroads here, because the uh, restaurant right now, it, it operates like literally right out the door of the production facility, yep. and I'm wondering if there's any thought to expanding or setting the restaurant up as a standalone, but it just, it does feel very packed there. Well, here's, here's, here's my thing for you, go to Terracello, better pizza, not kidding. I know I know that's almost sacrilegious to say these days, but his pizza, I think, is just a little bit better. I don't believe you. you I actually don't go. like I I Norm's pizza is one of my favorite things. So I will go to Terracello and You gotta check out Terracello. You gotta we'll check it out. Back, Old school Italian. Gonna, so I'm hopefully gonna be heading to the county again once I'm back from Western Canada. But that's not a shot at Norm because I still love his pizza too. It's just it's just a you know, no, it, it, you know what? I think it is, is important to say because not everyone makes it to the county very often, and it does feel different being at Norm's. And you know, my hat goes off to him when you see him there still behind the tasting bar, slinging bottles. Like, I, I swear to God that that man has cloned himself because he's in so many places at the same time. I mean, he's doing the best he can to keep up with it, but like, it is, it is, it, I mean, it is a religion at this point, the number of people and just how packed that winery is all the time. Yeah, I'm almost positive that I saw pictures that he was taken in South Africa, but there were spottings of him in Toronto. So that cloning thing, that may be a, may be a thing. I think he's done it. He's figured it out. So do you, do you have any anywhere else that you visited? Oh, you know what? There's one thing that we forgot to mention just so we can end on a high, low, we, high note. We talked sure. about the Light Hall wine, the culmination. I need to talk about his cheese. Oh, my God. We, uh, <laughs> he's got a blue cheese. He's got a brie, and then he it was... I don't remember what the other one is. We have we have some of it. Um, I, I don't remember what it is. Something with an M. I can't remember. For me, for me, I'm all about the brie. I tasted the blue cheese, but it's just like he's got this brie. I believe it's made with sheep milk. Yeah, I think a lot of it's sheep milk. Yeah, cow's and milk. And it's a, a little milk. bit yeah. firmer, and it's got a little bit more of that like goat cheese texture to it. But it's just like it's salty and sour, and just like my God, this is. I, I do like cheese, but I'm not a cheese snob. But this cheese is just incredible. And speaking of cheese, if you're staying in the county for any length of time and you have a fridge, you got to check out the cheese selection at the Agrarian Market in Picton. It's just behind the new LCBO. Their cheese selection was amazing. I was just like blown away by how much cheese, how much fresh uh, uh bread and bakery goods there's a lot of great bakeries i gotta also give a shout out to uh, the wellington bakery who made this great lemon mousse cake uh for a dinner i held that was just unbelievably good i was there every day after i found him buying cookies buying he made the best raisin bread it was just fresh raisin bread andre fresh raisin bread the there, county is is, is the there is a god eat. like like i mean yeah it's I mean, the, the, they have it going on. It's it's definitely simmering, like all these great restaurants. But it's all like it's, it's. I mean, it's mom and pop shops. There's no there's no chains out there. It's uh, you know the only thing I think they miss out in the county is a hotel to house all these guests. They need well, some... the, the the Drake is out there. I mean, it's 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 oh, there's, starting there's to, the to Drake. Percolate. There's Angelina's Inn. There's all the bed and breakfast. There's the Waring House. There are so many places to stay, but sometimes there's not enough places to stay. So 
somebody sooner or later is probably going to open up a hotel on one of these vacant pieces of land um, that's going to house a, a bunch more people because there's more people coming into the county all the time. And especially well, I mean, if you add 15 more wineries to the mix, it's, you know, it's like bursting at the seams for places to stay. Well, I mean, that, I guess that's it. I think we can maybe end it on, on this note. Like, if, if you're someone who's been to the county and, and been reading about the county, uh, I, I mean, if you went to the county even two years ago, it's a very different place now. And it's going to continue to change, which is why it's important to keep revisiting. Yep. Very much so. Well, Andre, uh, from me here in St. Catharines, Ontario, to you there in, I'm going to let you say it, because I'm going to start laughing. Yep. I'm in the city that rhymes with fun, Regina, and it is... We usually do this in the evenings. It's quite early in the morning here. Yep. So I am actually going to go and get a bit more sleep after this. All right. Well, uh, then I can definitely say good night, even though it is early in the morning. I will talk to you soon. And uh, as always, you can find me online at Andre Wine Review and my website, andrewinereview.ca. And I am uh, Michael Pincus from michaelpincuswinereview.com. You can find me uh, through Facebook at Michael Pincus and Instagram and Twitter as The Grape Guy. And don't forget, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes if you like listening to me and Michael yell at each other. I don't think we did that much yelling this time, did we? No, it's too early in the morning for that. Maybe next time. All right. Good night. Thank you for listening. You can subscribe at twoguystalkingwine.com.